0: Hello, and welcome to The Scott Mize Show, a podcast focused on health, diet, bodybuilding, and philosophy. I interview experts, doctors, coaches, and N equals one case studies to answer your questions about improving health, achieving your best physique, and making sustainable progress. We'll cover topics from carnivore and ketogenic diets, to bodybuilding, to life philosophy, and everything in between. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Optimal Carnivore. If you struggle to eat organ meat, Optimal Carnivore was created by carnivores for carnivores. Long-term listeners of the show will know I'm a huge fan of supplementing a carnivore or ketogenic diet with organs. Organs have bioavailable nutrients that you can't find anywhere else. Um, Not everyone finds they have to eat organs on a carnivore or ketogenic diet, but many have found benefits, including myself. And Optimal Carnivore is a great uh, supplement if you are not willing or able to cook organs, you can't stomach them, or if you're traveling. um, And it's just something that you can easily take and it's very high quality. Uh, Their organ complex is from grass-fed animals in New Zealand. It includes nine different organs. They also have a beef liver product, a brain nourish product, all of which I've tried and used regularly. Um, taking six capsules is the same as eating an ounce of raw organ meat from the butcher. So super easy. And you can get 10% off your order and other special deals by going to optimalcarnivore.com slash Scott. That's optimalcarnivore.com slash Scott. And go there to help support the show and get your organ supplements. Aranda Singer, um joins the show today and was di- diagnosed pre-diabetic and obese in 2019, and has been in sustainable remission since January 2020, thanks to real food, low-carb, and intermittent fasting. He's also a health coach through the Lifestyle Club in collaboration with the Public Health Collaboration in the UK, a proud dad of two boys, and has a successful career in finance. Welcome to the show, Aranda.
1: Hi, Scott. It's great to meet you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Likewise, really excited to chat to you today. Um, so yeah, let's let's get started. I'd love to hear from your perspective, your story, how you kind of fa- found this um, way of eating and this lifestyle and how you ended up here.
1: Sure. Um, well, going right the way back, um, so I've got a family history of obesity, type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, kind of both sides of the family. Um, and I was quite a chubby kid growing up. Uh, when I was about 11 I kind of got into fitness through joining the cadets but as an adult I've always had this kind of um, yo-yo dieting kind of pattern going on because I didn't realize I didn't have the knowledge uh, that I was eating the wrong things for my body Uh, especially things like ultra processed foods and you know I've always had a tendency to snack especially on natural processed foods when i'm stressed so all the way through my 20s 30s i gradually kind of uh put on the weight lost the weight again through kind of calorie restriction because that's all i knew and that's what most people come across is calorie restric- restriction just eat less of the same garbage basically and you know, being on a diet, to be honest, is pretty uninspiring. Uh, you know, you're you're eating kind of low-fat foods, uh, really boring, really tasteless, not satiating. Uh, so I did this on and off uh, all through my adult life, and then I came home one day, and my wife told me I have booked you into an over 40s health check, which is a kind of a standard health check that everybody in the UK gets after they hit the age of 40. Uh, My sister had very recently, so we're going all the way back to about July, 2019. She'd recently been diagnosed pre-diabetic And I was in one of my heavier cycles, if you like, uh, despite running 13 marathons and kind of running lots of other races. uh, I still put on the weight. Um, And yeah, I wasn't looking forward to going to the doctors. And uh, I had my blood test, uh, what's called a a hemoglobin A1C. So that's a measure of the average level of blood glucose uh, over the past 90 days. And the nurse, said uh, sorry to say it, you're pre-diabetic and you're obese um here's a sheet of april paper uh with a really kind of sparse guidance of what you should and shouldn't eat and go and lose some weight and keep it off as, as if it's that it's that easy because uh i kind of knew that already you know i've been trying to do that for all my adult life Uh, without much success Um, so I was pretty devastated really because uh, because of my family history I knew what I had in store you know there's a lot of complications that come with becoming uh, type 2 diabetic including you can go blind so that's uh, type 2 diabetes retinopathy Uh, you can have microvascular damage leading to kind of uh, nerve damage and persistent pain, that's called neuropathy. Uh, you can get kidney damage, uh, kidney damage, so that's uh, nephropathy. Uh, and you can have cardiovascular disease in terms of uh, my father, for example, um, a few years back got rushed to hospital with chest pains. And it turns out he had a major blockage in some of the major coronary arteries and he had to have stents in. So, so I knew what was kind of heading my way if I couldn't do anything about it. And it was really, really quite demotivating and demoralizing because I'd already been trying to lose the weight. And yes, I could lose the weight for a short time through calories restriction, but it always came back. But fortunately for me, I came across two doctors, one doctor in the UK, that's Dr. David Unwin, and another doctor in Canada called Dr. Jason Funk uh and i heard about these weird and wonderful things one was about real food and low carb so that's dr david unwin and then dr jason Fung uh talked about this weird and wonderful thing things like time restricted eating uh, intermittent fasting so i kind of dived into um sort of how do i implement these in my life and i was highly skeptical because as i said before i'd lost weight gained weight lost weight gained weight But what I found was different this time around was I was feeling full. After meals that were good quality, satiating, real food meals, rich in protein, rich in fat, um, and I was feeling full and intermittent fasting, um, I thought I'd be starving hungry. But I wasn't. It actually reduced my appetite. So I know from first-hand experience that intermittent fasting, low carb, real food worked for me. So I have the evidence, all the evidence I need, in terms of my N equals one. Regardless of whether it works for anybody else or not, it works for me. It worked for me, and. For the first time in my life, I found I could have a healthy relationship with food. I wasn't feeling hungry all the time. Uh, You know, my energy levels were up, my mental clarity was up. Uh, There were so many benefits that I wasn't even thinking about because I guess my main focus was I need to lose weight and reverse my pre-diabetes. But I found I enjoyed it and I enjoyed how I felt. And that's what's made it sustainable for me. And Dr. David Dunman, he's one of the founding members of a wonderful charity in the UK called the Public Health Collaboration. And since i would gained so much benefit in my own personal life and my health, my mental health, my physical health, um, I got in contact with the director of that charity, Wonderful guy called Sam Felton, uh, who I think Scott, you're very familiar with. Uh, so, how very... to Sam? Yeah, he's a, he's an awesome guy, and like you know, he he had his own kind of overfeeding experiment kind of a while ago. He did kind of, I think he ate, ate something like five thousand calories a day or something crazy like that, or real food. Eating five thousand calories a day of real food, he his waist circumference actually went down. Go figure. Uh, but, um, and then when he did the uh, 5,000 calories a day of ultra processed foods, he packed on the weight. So I spoke to Sam, I said, you know, how can I help? And uh, I volunteered. uh So I am the ambassador for Harbenden in the UK. Yeah, that's in Hertfordshire. Uh, so I'm a volunteer. And when Sam wanted to, start a brand new initiative called the lifestyle club which is for type 2 diabetic patients and pre-diabetic patients in the UK referred through their primary care doctors or GPs Uh, he wanted to start up this pilot Um, uh, the funding for that came from a very generous man called Steve Bennett Uh, so myself and three others um, we all put our hand up and said yeah we'll Kind of uh, tell us what you need. And I trained as a health coach. So I I was trained by Trudy Deakin, uh, who runs a charity called Expert Health. So it was a three-day course. And then it was kind of test and learn, starting with small groups of patients referred to us directly from their doctors, uh, working very closely with those doctors. So our job, there's clear separation of duties. Our job was to talk about lifestyle. Things like intermittent fasting, real food, low carb, sleep, stress management, uh, setting up a peer group uh, for peer support, and the doctors and the nurses were in charge of adjusting medications, uh, specifically uh, for de-pre- deprescribing uh, diabetic medications. Um, so that hopefully that gives you a flavour of uh, of
0: kind of uh, my journey. Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. Um, and crazy to think, um, that like, despite all that exercise, you were still gaining a bunch of weight and becoming pre-diabetic, but we know that you can't out out exercise a bad diet. Um, I'm curious, like along the way, had you heard of low carb? Were you familiar with it? Did you have any recognition of keto or any of these terms before? This kind of health scare?
1: I'd heard about it but then there's all the mainstream information saying kind of okay you'll lose weight but you're eating all of this saturated fat and fat uh, you know uh, it's not sustainable uh, it's bad for your heart your cholesterol is going to go up all of those types of things And it gave me a lot of confidence to hear two medical doctors talking about these kind of modalities, saying it is healthy for you. We found that a lot of our patients have seen benefit um, and potentially for at least a certain group of people, uh, the conventional wisdom just isn't working. And
0: this is actually working and there's clinical evidence for this. You found that's interesting. Um, and I think a lot of people uh feel similarly the um, like not trusting kind of fad diets and not um, listening to kind of the authorities and the mainstream media. Do you feel like your view in general on like your faith in mainstream media and doctors has shifted at all? Like,
1: w- absolutely.
0: Okay. For sure, for sure. Because
1: um, one thing I've learned through the public health collaboration is that, um, there's a certain amount of corporate capture when it comes to the mainstream advice. Uh, in the UK, we have something called the Eat Well Plate, and it turns out a lot of the authors for that dietary guidance, um, have got connections to ultra processed food companies
0: yeah it's unfortunate um how deep the roots go of um the processed food companies and uh big pharma as well um everybody. yeah
1: yeah i mean it, it's a business model but it's not a model yeah. set up for um a healthy population because yeah. because you just need to look at the results i mean the uk is that's it There's a huge prevalence of obesity, not just in kind of older demographics, but in children now as well. So so the public health guidance, whatever as it is, uh, it's not working.
0: Yeah. And um, do do you find like how um, did your peers or your family react to some of your lifestyle choices, either at work or at home?
1: Um. A lot of resistance, I would say, um, because and a lot of skepticism as well, because partly because they've seen me doing kind of diets before and they thought, oh, this is just another one of Eranda's kind of uh, health kicks. Um, you know, it'll last a while, but he'll, he'll put the weight back on, that kind of thing. And partly a real skepticism about intermittent fasting in particular, because some people actually got quite aggressive even uh, I remember my boss at the time one of my bosses at the time uh he was like no this is wrong uh, the, you, you know you're gonna hurt yourself uh and at one at one point um I was in the office and my wife had fallen ill recently and I caught that bug as well and I said to him I just need to go home and he 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 was trying to blame the intermittent fasting, and he he was trying to in, insist that I eat something before I get into my car to go home. Uh, and I was saying, actually, I'm actually feeling quite nauseous right now. I don't even feel like eating, and it's nothing to do with intermittent fasting. My wife doesn't do it, and she fell ill with this same bug. Um, so logically, I just need to get well again and rest and get well again it's nothing to do with intermittent fasting so people have this thing okay so as soon as so you can go through a lifetime of eating ultra processed food and junk eating seven eight times a day all of that kind of stuff and you fall ill and people just think you've fallen ill whereas as soon as you do something that people don't understand intermittent fasting or low carb or keto then you fall ill everything everything is the fault of uh keto or low carb or intermittent fasting suddenly
0: yeah exactly um and i think a lot of it is people's own insecurities and their own fear about um you know you doing something differently like they almost want you to when you when they tell you like oh no don't do this it's wrong like aren't you going to get heart disease like they're actually like Pardon my language, but like shit testing you to to try to like, yeah, no logic, like, oh, is there something I don't understand here, but they're not able to conceptualize it that way. Um, And so it comes off as like very aggressive and critical. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
1: So, but I think people had things once they saw that I was losing weight. Once they saw, saw that I'd lost the weight, and once they saw that I was maintaining, and once they saw that I was actually happy, I was healthy, you know, more active. Um, sort of the, you know, it's kind of. I think January twenty twenty is when I got my blood test blood blood retested and kind of pre diabetes remission, obesity remission, and it's you know, it's like july 2023 now so people get it now Uh, this is not a fad this is a lifestyle this is real Uh, this is sustainable
0: and and what like i'm sure getting the blood test results back and having it in remission was huge for you how did you feel emotionally when you
1: oh wow i mean that was just so awesome so so awesome I, i was it was such a sense of Vindication and relief because um you know I knew what was in store for me if I wasn't able to get my get through to remission because I had seen family members suffer. But uh there was also the vindication of um, you know, I can tell people who were still doubting me, here's my blood test result. This is a scientific test. This is scientific test done in a lab. My doctor has told me that I'm in remission. Uh, that same doctor uh, also told me that they were really happy about my blood test results and my weight loss, but they weren't happy about how I did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's a different story because like, uh, the doctor, my doctor at the GP surgery I go to, has actually met D- Dr. David Unwin uh, in conferences and things like that but still very much in kind of under the old paradigm of, okay, it's not in the NICE guidelines yet. Uh, I can't advise you that I'm happy about what you're doing. Uh, You know, it's just a diet. All diets are the same. (laughs) Whereas my personal experience tells me actually all diets are not the same. And actually this, this is not a diet for me. This is a lifestyle for me. I find it sustainable. I actually enjoy it. And that's what makes it sustainable for me. And quite a lot of patients all through the UK have benefited from these modalities. And if you don't present your own patients with this as a choice and give them support, you're actually doing them a disservice.
0: Yeah, And actually, I was thinking when you you said the nurse was it a nurse who told you like here's a diet, good luck, go try. Oh that? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was a nurse. That was the diabetes it'd be, it'd be nurse. Funny if
0: you if you ask like. So how many people does this work for? Like how often when you give them this diet and you say, good luck, do they yep. come back and they, they're they in remission or they've they've changed their HbA1c?
1: Well, I saw that same nurse three months yeah. later and she kind of did a double take because she yeah. was looking at me and then she was looking at her computer screen. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what number was your weight? And it's this number
0: and that one. What? Clearly not the norm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she was like, What on
0: earth have you been doing? Because <laughs> it's definitely not what I told you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. And so what else other than the number, of course? Like, talk about some of the benefits you experienced and continue to experience um, with changing up, making so
1: so th- this is something I've learned from the wife of the doctor I mentioned earlier. So Dr. David Unwin is married to a wonderful lady called Jen Unwin. Uh, She's a clinical psychologist. Um, So one of the things that gave me the most hope way back in August, 2019 was just a a YouTube video of um, Dr. Unwin talking to his wife, Jen Unwin and talking about, what you're talking about your why so so what so so what if you get a normal hb1c so what if you lose weight what's that going to do for you in your own life that's meaningful to you personally and for me i get to be the dad that i want my sons to remember as they grow up and I get to be a present, healthy, active dad and husband. And for the first time in my life, uh, I get to eat food that I love, that keeps me full. And I get to have the same pair of trousers. Uh, because, like, it was it's really basic. When I met my wife, she couldn't figure out what was going on. Okay, so you've got... 30 inch waist trousers but you've also got 36 inch waist trousers and everything in between so 30 inch 32 inch 34 inch 36 inch and your t-shirts range from small to large uh, why have you got like more clothes than i have and why are you taking out more wardrobe space than i am as a guy And it's the first, literally the first time in my life, where I've just get got rid of all those other sizes, and I'm just the one size. And I bought pairs of trousers uh, in January 2020 that I'm still wearing today, <laughs> and I've not had to replace those with bigger sizes. And and the thing is, the why for me is, you know, I feel good. I feel present with my family. And as I said earlier, like, as a dad, how am I going to tell my son? How am I going to tell my son? I've got two sons now. One of them's uh, going to school this year. He's coming up to five. The other one's five months old. How am I going to tell my sons that they need to eat healthy and be active and without Doing that myself without showing them that myself, because with kids, I mean, do as I do works much much better than do as I say with children, because they they far they pay far far more attention to what you're actually doing,
0: Mm.
1: and being that positive role model means the absolute world to me.
0: Yeah, that's amazing and uh can you talk about um the coaching aspects like what are what do you what have you gotten from that and what have you learned and you know what are some of the biggest challenges um a lot of the patients you work with face
1: so i'll start off with the best thing about the tlc the best thing about the tlc is we are working in partnership with the doctors and nurses so we're talking to we're talking the same language and we're on the same side. And it's so much easier to help patients if the doctor and the nurse are on side and don't contradict the health messaging that you're giving. And so effectively from my perspective and from the perspective of the other health coaches, we are being referred um, patients by doctors. And patients put a lot of faith in their doctors and nurses still. So that's an enormous hurdle uh, overcome right at the start. So we're getting, getting patients who are motivated and it's so amazing to work with people who actually want your help and guidance. And as a health coach, what I do is I always start with the why. So what's your story? How did you get here? And in terms that are meaningful for you personally, if you were able to reduce your medications for type 2 diabetes and maybe even get into drug-free remission, if you're able to lose weight and keep it off, what difference would that make for you in your life? Uh, So say if you have grandchildren, is that going to mean that you're going to be more present as a grandparent in terms of it'll give you better mobility and energy so that you can play with your grandchildren? Or if you're a parent, is that going to give you the energy that you need to really enjoy those family holidays uh, and not have to go to sleep in the middle of the afternoon because you're tired? And What does it mean for you? So, as a health coach, it's fantastic to be working in partnership with doctors and nurses, first of all, uh, having that unified message. And then I found it, I've learned so much myself by working with patients. Because what I can see is, to be honest, like I had my own n equals one and I didn't have any direct evidence in my own life and experience that this could work for other people. But as a health coach working directly with patients from all walks of life, uh, all different ages and ethnicities, I can see repeatable results, consistent repeatable results. And what's beautiful about this is they're all doing their own individual version. All I'm giving them is the toolkit. How they use the toolkit is completely up to them. It's completely up to them. And what I, what we em- emphasize as health coaches is, look, this is your life. Um, if, you, if you could experience these benefits, so you're gonna wake up, you're gonna feel more energetic, you're gonna feel better than you have before, You've got energy for your holidays. You've got energy for your family. You've got better mental clarity. uh, You can work. You can concentrate at your at your work better. Um, You know, you can successfully lose weight and keep it off. You're going to enjoy your meals. You're going to feel full after your meals for a long time. You're not going to feel hungry. What is that? What is all of that going to do for you in your life? And I've seen it work so many times with different people. And it's so rewarding.
0: That's incredible. And it's so cool to hear you talk about um, like the diversity of patients you've worked with. Um, And interesting to hear. So a lot of people would say like every individual is different. It requires a lot of like customization and specialization. Um, But what I'm hearing from you is like a slightly different approach is like you give them maybe more broad guidelines and you let them shape it to what works for their situation. So can you give some examples of that? Because that's that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that we guess get asked all the time, it's an eight-week structured course is like some people, they say, oh, just tell us what to do. Give us the diet plan. And I guess the pushback we have is, okay, so have you ever been on a diet before? Yes. Right. So did it work? Yes, I lost the weight. Did the weight come back? Yes. Why did it come back? Oh, I went off the diet. Why did you go off the diet? Oh, I didn't enjoy it. So, what I tell people is you are unique in terms of what you enjoy, in terms of your own taste buds, your own heritage, your own values. You could be a vegetarian because of your faith or or beliefs. Or you might be happy eating meat, not eating meat, you might eat eggs not like eggs. So whatever diet plan we come up with, there's no way we could possibly come up with a plan that's going to work for everybody because we're all so different. Um, for example um, if you're from a Hindu background, I am not going to tell you about the health benefits of eating beef because that would be completely inappropriate. So, you know, because of your faith and heritage. Um, And again, if you're from a Jewish background or a Islamic background, I'm not going to kind of talk to you about the benefits of eating outdoor bread pork, for example. Again, completely inappropriate. So your taste and your values and your heritage, that's all important. So what I'm going to tell you is these are the principles. In the same way that if you learned how to drive a car, the driving instructor is not going to prescribe which car you drive or where you drive it. All we're doing is giving you a set of skills, and it's up to you how you use that in the context of your own life, including your budget, including your budget, because not everybody has the same budget. Uh, so, examples. I've seen uh, I've seen people who are from a Hindu background successfully implement a lower carb lifestyle um, uh, by kind of getting their protein requirements from things like eggs. It really, really helps if somebody from a vegetarian kind of background, for whatever reason, can include eggs in their diet, because that's a really uh, good animal source of, uh, of protein. Then I've worked with uh, vegan patients where I've said to them, I wouldn't normally talk about any ultra-processed ingredients, but to get your protein intake up, how would you feel about including a refined source of protein, uh, pea protein or something like that uh, in your diet? Uh, So Because a lot of the legumes that you're eating will have a higher kind of carb count. So if you're really trying to manage your blood sugars and keep, and get your carb count low, if you're able to include a refined protein uh, in your diet, that could work well for you. And then other people I've worked with, they've been scared of eating red meat because of all the scaremongering about, oh, red meat's gonna give you cancer, or all the, all the saturated fat's gonna give you a heart attack. Actually, if you like red meat, Eat red meat. It's delicious and it's good for you, and it's got so much more going for it. There's the you know um, bioavailable uh, sort of iron, the heme iron that you get in red meat. It's got B vitamins. Uh, it's got healthy fats. So you know, don't be scared. If you like eating beef, if you like eating lamb, for goodness' sake add it back in, don't worry about it. And then there's other patients who've um, had irritable kind of bowel syndrome, IBS type symptoms. um, And they find that fiber really irritates their bowels. And they've been trying to eat fiber because they think they need to eat fiber. And again, for those patients we say, Yes, we would normally recommend that you eat kind of non-starchy green vegetables, uh, lower glycemic index index fruit like berries. But if you find that your gut really suffers when you include fiber, how about going a bit more animal based uh, for a while until your gut has some time to recover? And, you know, don't be afraid to experiment with things like a more carnivore approach, um, because that a lot of people have found some benefit in terms of recovery. Some people even find it sustainable as a lifestyle. So what really matters is your own experience, because there's no study of any sort, whether it's epidemiological or even RCT, that's going to tell you What's going to work for you? All studies will do is give you an idea of what other people have tried and the probabilities associated with different approaches. So, yeah, that's been a huge amount of variety, but I think most people um, really use their network because it's a group of about 12 people that stay together for eight weeks and they kind of there's a support group that runs afterwards which is monthly support and they bounce ideas off each other in between the the weekly sessions because we set up a whatsapp group and that peer support is really really powerful
0: yeah community is absolutely critical um and that's it's so cool that um the combination of the doctors, the GPs, um, the health coaches, the peer support. I mean, it's clear that so much thought has gone into this. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've had Dr. Jen Unwin on and Sam Feltham was huge inspiration for me. I I should have him on. Uh, I think now is, now is the time after a few years. But yeah. he, he's what really first turned me on to podcasts with his Smash the Fat show um, yeah. and turned me on to kind of, this lifestyle and this way of eating before keto was even mainstream, he was doing what I would say was quasi ketogenic diet, really focus on, um, healthy proteins and, and fats, um, and, you know, limiting any starchy carbohydrate or eliminating starchy carbohydrates and getting small servings of fruit. And basically what he was talking about was a keto diet before keto. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think, you know, he was way ahead of his time with with that and also with the fasting and then extremely noble of him to go into this career of, um you know, nonprofit work and mm-hmm. basically give up uh, a lot of his salary and his his potential earnings um for this mission that he's clearly so dedicated to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he really is quite an inspirational leader because like he yeah. really does walk the walk. And like, as you said, he's given up a lot of earning potential to do what he's doing now. And yeah. he's brought so many people together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on, Aranda. Great to meet you. Great to hear your story and hear you share some some wisdom and some insight from, from your experience helping others. Um, where can folks find out more about you and, and follow along with your journey?
1: Uh, yeah, so th- thanks so much. And a big shout out to Casey Ruff, uh, yes. awesome guy. And I've been on his podcast, uh, give a shout out to Boundless Body Radio, his, his podcast. So people can find me on Twitter and Instagram. That's uh, W one so that's E-R-A-N-D-A-W-1. I'm also Great. on Facebook. And if I may, a quick shout out to the Public Health Collaboration. And the Lifestyle Club, because at the moment, uh, the Lifestyle Club is partnering with the Uni- University of Surrey to do a study. Uh, so there's a GoFundMe uh, sort of uh, crowdfunding uh, for for the study. So we're kind of approaching halfway with that. So that's uh, www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash TLC study. Yep. So the, so the like aim to is that. to... Awesome. So that, that, that the aim is to kind of uh, have two, 100 patients monitored over two years to really demonstrate to doctors uh, in the UK, certainly, and all over the world, that real food low-carb can be a realistic option for just normal people in community. So, yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll certainly have a link to all of that in the show notes. And amazing work if folks are looking for a cause to give to, I couldn't think of a better one. Um, so please, uh, if if you're interested, check that out. Um, but thank you again for your time and hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Brilliant. You too, Scott. Take care. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find the Scott, my show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave a comment, like review, or share the podcast with your friends or followers. It helps more people find the show.